Hey, what's up, man? Bam, we're live. Boom, just like that. Good boss. 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 Yeah. yeah. What's your Instagram, Adrian? My Instagram? Yeah. Um, AP Bosman. AP. B O Z M A N. Everyone say your name right. Does anyone call you Bozeman? Yeah, lots of people call me Bozeman. And um, funnily enough, Jason Carroll took that to the extreme when we were testing a while back at the ranch. It was like a year ago. Uh-huh. And uh, he, he called me Boz like a couple times. And Sean Sweeney will never let him live that down. He was giving him such a hard time about it. <laughs> like, 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 it, like he was seriously calling you that. Like he just didn't know your name. Yeah, and I mean, I've known Jason for years, but, yeah, honest mistake. And you don't correct him? I mean, I did, but then he oh. got confused and he couldn't remember which way. You know what I mean? When you get in, like, a mental loop like that sometimes, and you're like, oh, wait, which which was right and which wasn't? <laughs> yeah, like, I, I, yeah. I, I've been really mixing up the words uh, uh, desecrate and uh, what's it called when you dry food out? Dehydrate? Desi- no, not dehydrate. The other one, desecrated and degraded. No, de- de- shit. When you not dry even... food out and it's yeah. not. You, you know those pills that everyone's taking now? I'm taking them. The ancestral supplements, the um, the heart and soil yeah. pills. They're basically organ meat. What? They're, those are. Uh... They're not. They're not dehydrated. I'm stuck on that word now. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're dehydrated. <laughs> I, can't, I, can't I just, for, I just, for, I forget. No, it's uh dehumidify that now desecrated what are the words i kept i kept confusing i've done it a few times i did it on the show with a yesterday i had uh chris master john on he's like a phd in nutritional science and i used the word wrong fuck and it was so funny when he corrected me you know like when you say yeah desiccated oh yeah desiccated versus what's the what's the one i'm saying desecrate desiccated versus desecrated desiccated yeah i know the word yeah. I think desiccated is when you dehydrate it and desecrated is like, I think when you do something that's like vile to something like, like if you yeah. spit on a cross or something. D- destroyer. Um, Adrian, I've been, um, I've been, I've been turning off my lights um, more and more around my house when I'm not using them. I've been lowering the heat. I've been like um, turning off my computer at night with because I have all these like massive hard drives, like hundred terabyte. I have three one hundred terabyte hard drives hooked up to them. I've been doing stuff to try to save uh, electricity, and um, my and, for, for and the I, climate, Sevan. No, no, no. For my for my wallet, <laughs> I had to. I had to get it in there. <laughs> I appreciate it. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. And um, my electricity bill is expensive because I my I I have a well. And so I don't pay for water, but when that, when you use water, it turns on the pump and, and that, I guess I've been Mm. told that that pump uses a lot of electricity. So I haven't come cut back on my showers or anything like that, but I've been really going out of my way and my electricity bill used to be like $400 a month. And last month it was 266. Jeez. Even that is expensive. Yeah. I mean, that's that's, for water electricity. Oh, okay. Yeah. But still, I mean, yeah, but that's a huge, huge cutback. Good for you. Yeah. And if I, if I, if I wouldn't have done that and I kept spending, uh, just, you know, I would have to go to barbelljobs.com to look for a job. 
but I'm trying to push that off as far as I can by saving electricity, making every dollar in my life go further. Yes. Is that a sponsor? Are you sponsored now? Of course. No, I'm not some sort of whore. I am free. That is just me just telling you that if you did need a job, you would go to barbelljobs.com. Like if you want, if you didn't want to take this other route of like mitigating right. some of the spending in your life, you could go to like a responsible barbelljobs.com and, uh, and, it's, and it's a cool website. And, and, and there's, there's all sorts of jobs there in the fitness space and the CrossFit space. And I guess, I guess even if like, if you needed an assistant, Adrian, you That's could cool. post a, yeah, thank you. Thank you. I'm going to check out barbelljobs.com. That's the first time I've used like that banner down there. Like I set that up like three seconds before you came on. Oh, cool. I didn't even see. I'm on my iPhone, so it's hard for me to see. That's cool. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. I'll check it out. And hey, for for the record, you are one of the most free people that I know. So I have no uh, illusions about that. Okay. Let's. Thank you. Let let let's stop fucking around and talk about why we have you on. Yeah, that's a good question. When is CrossFit <laughs> going to stop protecting their star athletes from the steroid tests? Uh, excellent question. Yeah, that's uh, that's definitely something that we're high priority is uh, trying to protect people. And, <laughs> and How often do you uh, that DM? Them. I'm still getting. I still I get that fucking DM. Once a month, like people just you know, make this pre- I, presupposition that it's happening. And I want to be like, yeah. uh, so who are you saying is doing that? Is that Justin Berg or Dave Castro? Because right, right. Yeah. Like, like the games department has like three people in it, guys. That's not fair. It has more than three. I mean, come on. <laughs> right. But <laughs> I want to be like, is it Angel? Is it Lucas? Who is hiding? Yeah. Who is, who is throwing away Rich Froning's positive steroid test? I mean, Where's the disconnect? Do people think like that this is like some like the Coca-Cola empire and there's a labyrinth underground yeah. and like what what do they think is going on here? I think that that's always been the case. I mean, you know, like you obviously been around a long time. I think that even even when things were smaller like in the early <laughs> days up until like I don't know when when things really start getting kind of bigger, maybe 2013, something like that, 2012. Um I think even then people had this idea of crossfit as this monolith that was way of much larger of a company than it was and uh i mean surely the impact is there but right. the number of people the size of the company i think it's always surprising to people when they find out how how small it is um and it's true to this day and, and i don't know i guess maybe a product of the internet where people forget that there's real people attached mm. to things and they forget that it's like yeah it's, these are the same people that have been working this and trying to make it as good as it can be since the beginning. Um, and there, yeah, I think people forget that there's, there's like real, real people tied to that. So I don't know. Um, and then I think, I, I think there's also like a sense where you can't satisfy everybody. Like you'll, you'll never satisfy everybody with a drug testing program specifically. I don't think unless you can, unless you can test everybody all the time at the drop of a hat, nobody's going to be satisfied by that. And so short of that, it's like, it's never enough. <laughs> you know, like we can put out all the testing results. We can put out all the, uh, the, the numbers of tests that we do throughout the season, which is hundreds. Um, and people always find, wow, you didn't test this guy. Therefore your, your program sucks. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. 
there are a lot there are a lot of people at, at HQ um when I left that I w- could honestly say that um I don't know if I dislike them but I sure as fuck don't like them and um it, it, it was contentious I mean I mean you, you know how it, it just like yeah, like just, a, sure. just it, it was just imagine like a cat comes into a room and there's 50 mice in there and there's only 20 holes to hide in I mean that that was us <laughs> So, so even though we were friends, we became enemies right away because 30 of us aren't getting into the holes, but, but I, but I don't care who Adrian said something. Everyone there is trying to say, do their best. This isn't fucking McDonald's. Well, some kids back there flipping fries and not trying to do his best. I I, I don't know who is there now, but Wilson, Angel, Lucas, Justin, Justin Berg, Dave Castro, like, like nobody is fucking around guys. Like no one is like, yeah. oh, well, my I don't start work till nine, so I'm not going to start get on my computer till nine, <laughs> and I get off at five, and I'm yeah. leaving. It's not like that. Yep. These people show <laughs> up at like story. seven, and if there's still emails to answer at five, they go till nine. I mean, like, it's just uh, you, you, you have, and and I, like I said, I haven't been there in over a year, but I mean, that's the way it was. Like, there's, I can't say anything bad about anyone's work ethic at HQ. It was nuts. Absolutely. Like it was absolutely nuts. And you were proud to work by them, whether you liked them or or did not like them. You knew that your the shit was getting taken care of. It was beyond professional. It was beyond professional. Like is your mom like when your mom raises people are always like, Is this professional? Is this professional? Are they releasing this on this Instagram account? Well, is your mom professional? The way she raises you? It's like beyond professional, right? Yeah. Yeah. What's the word for that? Yeah. Desiccated? I don't know. <laughs> no, 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 not that one. <laughs> but yeah, I agree. I think, I think that's what the, I mean, I, I, I feel like you talk about this a fair bit, but I, it's totally the truth where it had to be that way in order for CrossFit, the idea and the concept to be where it is. I don't think that it would have, I mean, maybe, maybe it would have been slower and maybe um, more niche than it is now. Uh, but I just don't think that it would have ever snowballed to this if you didn't have a group of people that were so ride or die. I mean, yeah. that was everybody back in the day, you know, like there's no question of if so-and-so is going to show up. It's like, if they didn't show up, they just wouldn't come back and you just, they wouldn't be part of the team anymore. You know, um, uh, Matt Sousa says, it's not a job. It's a responsibility. It, 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 you said something right there too. If, um, Especially when something's growing, if you don't, if you're not working, you get left behind. Sure. So like, like you didn't come to CrossFit to be the, to become the um, head judge of the CrossFit games. You were just working. Yeah. I I mean, it didn't even exist. Right. (laughs) Right. Right. In my mind. Right. (laughs) I didn't know that that was a thing. I mean, it's kind of like this Lauren Glassman. I mean, you could say she's the founder of the, the CrossFit media team, but I mean, she, she was just the fir- only person there with the camera in the beginning. And literally yeah. like some yeah. of that, some of that is still there. I don't know how many companies still have that, but this thing is still young. This, this is still there. Yeah. You're looking at Adrian. Adrian, how did you find CrossFit? Oh man. Uh, this was early. Um, I've always been like a bit of a fitness junkie and an internet junkie. And so the intersection of and, and a mover more than a fitness junkie, you were a mover, right? Like you liked your body. Yeah. Bo- boxing, yeah, 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 gymnastics, sure. like just you, you dabble in all them. You like moving. 
yeah, you know that, man. I, I've always kind of considered myself like a, a dabbler um, uh, above almost everything else. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, like you, like you um, would do everything from the the slack line to to, to fighting, and and even now yeah, today, you're, you're still pursuing sure. BJJ, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, just a couple times a week, and I'm not okay, particularly sorry. great at it, but but it's fun. Yeah, you're great. Um, I saw you on I saw you on the on the podium. What I mean, that was like one tournament with four dudes in my bracket. It was yeah, but it had the I word mean, like no, pan, no. it had the word pan in it or something. Like no, the, it did not. It was a oh, local oh, tournament. Oh. Don't don't oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, does I mean, that have, does that tournament it, have the word pan in it? Is that some pan? Nope. whenever I see pan? Oh, okay. All right. All right. All right. uh, my bad my bad yeah Souza, if bad. you were here helping instead of in the comments you could have pulled up that picture yeah come matt on Sousa's, matt Souza's. do you know Souza? oh yeah okay matt, where'd matt you meet him at a, and at I, a ddc no we've i mean we've kind of run swam in the same circles for a long time but um i a couple of years ago i was given away this is when i like hung out with matt more than just like, like at a a passing event that we happen to be in the same place at um a couple years ago i had it some games stuff that i was getting rid of and i was just giving it away on instagram like some old jerseys and banners and stuff from past regionals and games and uh he dm'd me and was like hey i you know he wanted one of the banners that i had and i was like yeah sure and he's like oh, i'm livermore i'm like cool i'm in oakland that's not too far he's like okay i'll come down to you and so we met at my friend's coffee shop and i went out for a little bit he got a swag and that was that. And then uh, we, we crossed paths a couple other times along the way. And then he interviewed me for his podcast uh, oh. in my garage, which was super cool. Yeah, he interviewed me for my for his podcast in my garage. Yeah, That's I think awesome. it was around the same time. Yeah. <laughs> great guy, um, man, Matt Souza. Yeah, great guy. You know what he was doing when I met him? And I want to get back to how you found CrossFit. When I met him, he was reading he would go back to the original journal and yes. he would read the articles into a microphone oh, that Greg Glassman wrote project. yes and then yeah. publish them to iTunes or Spotify Dude. and at the time I was head of the media team and he's like hey can I do this is it legal I'm like who gives a fuck do it I, I got your back <laughs> like if someone says something like I'll be like we gave him the approval yeah I think that's such a great like what a valuable project I, that's the thing that I think is um I know, man, I think about this a lot when you look at social media and just kind of the way that shifted the culture of demand, like everybody just needs, quote, content. And I, and I get it. But sometimes I think in the span of a person's life, like you're, you're only going to have so many really good in-depth ideas. And I think that's true for most people. Um, it's not to say that you can't be creative and then, you know, putting things out there is a bad thing, but it also creates a culture where some of the really significant stuff can get buried and then just kind of lost in the churn. And I think yeah. that that is where some of those old journal articles, um, unfortunately have kind of fallen to and, and man, they were so revolutionary and the ideas in them are just as powerful today, if not more so, because to me at heart, CrossFit was so, and still is, but, but, the meat of it was, hey, the fitness industry fundamentally is fucked. It's horrible. There is so much waste and bloat and lying and just ruthless marketing of things that are useless. You know? um, 
So let's strip all of that away and let's get to the meat of what actually works. And let's take away all the hyperbole and focus only on this center, like the nucleus. Um, and that was what really fired me up about CrossFit in the early days. It was like, hey, man, there's there's something really cool here, but it's in this wrapper of total bullshit. Let's strip that all away and see what's actually in there. Um, and in many and ways, this dude, this dude even put... Landscape, this dude even put nutrition at the bottom of the pyramid, right? I mean, he even sure. he, people would hear Greg say, "Like, hey, dude, if you can only do diet or movement, you should do diet." Like, it gets you to the ninety-five right. yard yeah. line. Like, he even said that. Like, shot himself in the foot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, like, I, so I just think it's a shame that there's a whole new crop of people that you know they're interested in CrossFit, and that's cool, and it's great that they're doing the thing, but they they haven't been exposed to some of those original ideas. And I, man, I just they're so powerful. Maybe it's selfish because for me, it was just such a turning point where I read some of that stuff and I was like, holy crap, like this is it, you know? When, when I, in 2009, when I went out to film Miko Salo, or, or maybe when it was when he came to the States and did his L1, but I was like, man, did you like your L1? He's like, mm. and I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, I've been doing this since I've been a little kid. And I was kind of like, I, I, maybe that's how this, you, you know, there were some people, I mean, you know, he's from the harsh world of finland and i went out yeah. and like his training was like crossfit from the fucking day he fell out of the womb and and you know for someone like me it wasn't like that it was like avoid yeah. discomfort at all costs sit down in the machine and pull on the cable um right and so you when i did crossfit far, I, you know yeah and, and so when i did crossfit i had this profound stimulation but for him it was just like mo more of the same and and like he you know and so mm -hmm. m maybe that's the way this new generation is they're just not also not as um I, do, do, do you remember when there was the debate about the uh, there was a debate about the air squat well, like Kelly was like should the toes be out should yeah. the toes be in and finally Nicole Carroll's like dude one thing to keep in perspective is like five years ago we wouldn't have even been having this discussion yep, exactly <laughs> and I'm like yeah, yeah. holy shit yeah holy that you, shit. That you've got camps dug out about how to squat versus <sighs> hey should you squat at all <laughs> <laughs> yes yes yeah, or, or awesome are you thing. getting a smith machine squatting's dangerous getting that or whatever that machine is where you lay yeah. on your back and you push the weights up what a bizarre yeah. machine don't get me wrong it's fun like 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 but what a fucking bizarre <laughs> totally. machine you lay on you're working at your legs by laying on your back i mean it's just like well, man and i just look at like there's so much like metal <laughs> steel and engineering that goes into one of those things yes. for one movement. It's just, it's so funny. Um, but that, okay. So getting back to this idea of, uh, yeah, maybe it's cool that there's a new crop and they don't have to have such familiarity with the theory behind it. That's true. I mean, at the end of the day, they're doing it. But my concern with stuff like that is if you don't have a solid, kind of foundation of why you're pursuing something i think it's easy to get swayed by the new and shiny and i think that's why you're seeing so much stuff get injected into um some of the more kind of i don't know what you call it mainstreamification of crossfit where it's like oh i do crossfit but with biceps curls and you're like oh okay cool <laughs> i do crossfit but i also do xyz that has nothing to do with crossfit um what what about so all the I, other I, stuff the, go ahead go ahead sorry well, I just think that like without that kind of um, conceptual undergirding, it's easy to get swayed by some of that stuff. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yes, yes. 
Yes. You know what I mean? Like for me, it's easy to make a decision where I'm like, nah, I, I only have so much time to work out. I don't have nearly enough these days, uh, you know, to work out as much as I'd like to. And I don't even have as many responsibilities as, as a lot of people. And so I'm like, if I'm going to sacrifice my training time to pursue something that's like a little bit less useful, I better have a really good reason for it. Um, so anyway. Um, people, people start to think that just like any movement is CrossFit. Ah, let me see how I can work yeah. that. Like, it's not that you're poo-pooing the people who are doing the curls or the no, yeah. or the machines, but 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 they're unaware of what they're doing in terms of sway of 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 going off the the most effective path or going off. Yeah, the path that yeah. is and that is CrossFit, like. Like so, like the other the other day, it's funny you say that. The other day, I, um, I was doing this. Basically, I had a thirty five pound dumbbell in my hand, and I was basically doing something that was supposed to be a hand hang clean to a press and switching hands. But like, I consciously didn't do the hang clean, and I just did the curl and then the press and then lowered okay. it. But the whole time, I'm like making sure my garage door isn't fully open in case CrossFitter walks by and see that I'm doing the curl instead of the hang clean. <laughs> But, 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 but it's just, it's just sort of this, 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 you should know what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Or, or you should know what you're doing. How about all the other shit? Like the, the rollers and, and the, and the, and the ropes where you pull them across the, the cross symmetry and just all of the other stuff that's like just popped on the scene. I had Rich on the other day and he said something interesting about, he started bow hunting. And he's been pulling the bow so oh, yeah. much that he thinks it's causing impingement in, in his shoulder and he's lost a little power. Sorry, that might be conflating too many too many ideas at once. But do you think that stuff is necessary? Do you do all the accessory work? Like, do you roll? Do you have like a little ball? And like, I don't do any of that stuff. Yeah, I just do I old really school either. stretching. I, I sit down, yeah, yeah. open my legs apart, do some twists. You know what I mean? Just like, kind of like. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm the same way. Stuff I, think, I learned I in the third grade. Yeah. necessary is an interesting question because it's always like necessary for who you know necessary to the to the uh white collar professional who comes into the gym three times a week just to stave off you know ill health is it worth that person's time to put 20 minutes into some balance on one leg crossover or whatever blah 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 probably not i think there's probably more bang for their buck that they can get from focusing on other things um, if we're talking about somebody like a Rich Froning who's totally invested their entire life in becoming a professional athlete and they're putting their body through the ringer, yeah, maybe maybe there's some utility there for somebody like that. And, and you know, there's obviously a range of people between those two extremes. So I think it always comes down to, like, necessary for who. Um, for most people, I think that stuff's largely overrated, frankly. Um, but... Yeah, can, can that tool have some use? Sure. I just think it gets overblown, you know. And I, I think I, a lot of it comes down to demand for novelty. I think people love new stuff, and if it's new, it's got to be great. Yeah, I'm guilty of that. I'm so <laughs> you guilty know, yeah. Of that. And I don't so think it's a problem that. necessarily, right? I mean, like, what's wrong with that? If it's motivating and it keeps you in the in the game. Who yes, cares? yes. You know, I know. It's funny. I would so have what? that talk with Greg. Yeah. 
I, I want a new pair of shoes, not because I need the new pair of shoes most of the time, but because then I feel an accountability to then running sure. a mile or two miles yeah. three times a week. Like, oh, should I spend $150 on these shoes? I better like use them. Or it's the same thing yeah. with like, like part of me wants one of those, um, those, those runners, like those, um, uh, the thing you, the, the, like assault makes where you run on it and you can oh, run yeah. indoors. Yeah. But, but like, I don't, I know I'm going to hate that thing taking up fucking <laughs> yeah, it's 15 square in the garage, feet in my garage. And, and like, it's just weird. It's weird, but I don't need, like, I have no need for it, but I know if I get it, I'll probably yeah. get fitter. Cause I'll have an obligation to it. Like, fuck, this thing takes up a lot of room. I better get on it. Yep. Have you ever been pinched by one of those? Have you ever sat on one of those and had that thing roll up some ass? (laughs) No, I have not. You know what I'm talking about, right? I mean, I can picture it, but like, like those pieces come together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You've never like sat down and like on one of those and been like looking at someone working out or talking to someone, and then you like you you start fidgeting and roll a piece of ass or a thigh into it, like little skin. I'm gonna start watching out for that though. (sighs) No bueno. You you don't sit down in the gym. That's not true at all. <laughs> <laughs> that's not true at all. Uh, well, that's so getting like another kind of piece in there is the older I get, you know, I've been working out for a while now. It's kind of weird to think that because I, yeah, I really do feel in my mind I'm the same as I was when I was like 20, you know, I'm almost 40. And uh, there's definitely some days where I don't feel exactly as i did when i was a young spry man but i don't feel bad either you know like i feel pretty good generally most of the time um but my mindset's definitely changed a lot it used to be like okay how do you really squeeze the most performance out of something it's really means a lot to get a good time or put up a good weight or whatever and now i'm like well am i still going to be able to sustain this 10 20 30 years from now because i'm in it for the long haul and so Okay, so a 10-minute crossover asymmetry thing is something that motivates me to get in there and it makes me feel better about what I'm about to do. Fine, you know, who cares? <laughs> it's, if it's going to keep me in for the next decade, two decades, three decades, yeah, okay. But I think the cutoff for me is when you start to see things dominate the more important stuff that you need to be doing, then that's where you start to have a problem, right? And I think getting back to the to the main idea is a lot of people, especially when they're newer and they don't have that kind of sense of why this movement and not that movement, why something might be more important or less important. It can be easy to let these other little bits and pieces start to dominate your total training time. And then next thing you know, you're just kind of back to a, a, a bodybuilding routine or you're back to just kind of fitness as it was circa 1990 you know and then and then and then if you find out that you're at the wrong gym because your whole thoughts on training have changed you can just go to barbells uh barbelljobs.com <laughs> <laughs> i love but, it <laughs> and uh and and, and, just, and look for a new gym like if you're at a crossfit gym but you belong at a planet fitness you just go over to uh okay, were you okay, so. were you a norm mcdonald fan no, but I need to be. I need to be. Oh, dude. I mean, as a, as a you know, reformed Canadian, I have uh-huh. to because he's one of our most famous exports. But uh, he had this whole thing. You should look it up. It's a great YouTube clip where he was doing – uh, uh, he had a sponsor called Man Great. Uh-huh. And um, 
Was it, it made up or real? They pulled, no, it was real, but they pulled their sponsorship with it because he was so just like out the window with any sort of like real promotion, but it was the funniest shit. And I was thinking, I'm like, they're, they're idiots for pulling their sponsorship. Like, it was so funny. You couldn't pay for a sponsor read that was that good, you know, but, but because it was off script, they couldn't deal with it. And I'm like, well, that's why nobody knows who Mangrate is, you know, <laughs> they should have run with it. Anyway. Like man, M-A-N-G-R-E-A-T. Yeah. 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 It was like a personal grill, like, like kind of like a George Foreman kind of thing, you know, it, it doesn't even matter like what in in my opinion like whether i say something good or bad about it the whole thing is is just to get it into people's head yeah so that so that the sponsor feels like they're getting value like the, like ba- ba- basically i'll tell you the nutshell this guy reached out he said um you know i've recently acquired this job uh message bo- uh job posting i don't know what you call it, message board and um and i'm willing to give you some money to promote it and so i asked susan i'm like hey what do you think and he goes yeah and basically all we're going to do then is now take that money and dump it we're going to look for someone to help us start a the seven podcast instagram channel and our sub clips channel and just i'm not going to even take a dime of the money just going to pump it all right back into the show yeah just like so adrian what i'm doing is i'm just trying to get to 500 shows okay where are you now uh, you this gotta be is close, one. man. I mean, you are like <laughs> cranking them out. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm at, at one eighty. <laughs> so yesterday, I did a show <laughs> with this dude in the morning. This nutritional uh, scientist, PhD, Chris Master John. And then when I'm done, I'm just about to go to the uh, to the skate park with my sons, and uh, I get this text from Rich, and because I had been bugging Rich to come on the show. And yeah. he was, and, and he gets, he's so, you know, busy when you text with him, at sure. least when I text with him, it's not like when I text with you, it's like we text back and forth with Rich. It's like you text on Wednesday and you just hope for next, the following Wednesday, right? Like you choose your yeah. words wisely. Yeah. You, it's a weekly, it's like using mail. Basically when you text with Rich, it's like using <laughs> uh snail mail. <laughs> and he goes, and he goes, Hey, I can come on. And I don't know what he says, 15. And I can only stay on for 45. And the way he says, it's very sweet though. He doesn't say it like aggressive like that. He says it like I, he couches it in some nice, you know, nice, rich, frowning way. So I asked my wife, I'm like, Hey, I'm going to the skate park. I'm just going to tell rich that like, try to do this some other time. And my wife gives me this look like you fucking idiot. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like this, this guy is riding in on horseback and you're fucking going out of town. Like they're going off. With it. She's like, I'll take the kids skating, get in there. So then he comes on That's and it awesome. was awesome. And then I had, and then, then at night I did the show with uh Hobart and Kate Gordon. Do you know Kate Gordon? Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can't say well because I haven't seen her in a long time. But you know, I st- I lived in Australia for a little bit, and then I used to oh, go there a lot right. for seminars. And uh, yeah, so I mean, I've I've known Kate for a long time. So yeah, you've worked great. seminars with her? Oh yeah, yeah. Holy cow! God, it's a small world. Yeah, it really is. Um, I I I don't know I I, I don't know her that well, but I really like her. I feel um. Yeah, she's great. I feel uh, kind of free around her. I don't feel like she, cool. well, I don't, I, at least I just don't feel ca- caged by her. Like you could say anything. Yeah. Cause she'll unfuck you like if she are, needs to. Those are good people to have in your life. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like they have enough personal boundary that they know we're there comfortable, but let you do you. Yeah. Like if I That's were to awesome. say, yeah, women, women belong in the kitchen. She would, she wouldn't hesitate to be like, well, you know, they also belong in the gym. You know what I mean? Like she'll, <laughs> 
<laughs> are you um are you watching a lot of UFC these days? Yeah, man. I try to. I, that's probably one of the only things I watch with consistency these days. I'm tripping that um, they have like UFC 267 and UFC 268 like two weekends in a row, and this yeah. one's like at 11 in the morning California time. Yeah, because I think they're back in Abu Dhabi, right? Yeah, it's, it's just a trip to me that they would do a pay-per-view event at 11 in the morning. Yeah. That's what they did yeah. with that I mean, Josh Bridges uh, half-door fight, and I can't imagine that did that well. I think it's got to be an international play. You know what I mean? Like, I think it's got to be targeting European No one else has any Asian money markets. besides Americans. We just print that shit I guess out. not. Yeah, well, hey, that's how you get it, right? <laughs> just printer go burr. <laughs> Uh, okay uh where where are, where are we how did you, you find that one <laughs> i i will i will let it ferment for a while uh, <laughs> god man, you must be awesome. so happy you're not in canada you must be so yeah, happy i mean only yeah i'm politically yes um i obviously i wish that i was closer to my my mom and my family and my brother and you know his family that would be nice but yeah as far as the political landscape yeah absolutely do you ever do you ever just call and be like so what's it like just spending 18 hours a day grabbing your ankles like if you <laughs> have you just like call your canadian <laughs> how, no, how does trudeau's cock taste because it's a fruitless conversation because most people are like not that bent out of shape about it which blows my mind but you know I saw do. a commercial yesterday that was supposed to be slamming Florida and slamming Rob DeSantis. Uh, what's the guy's name over there? The governor? DeSantis? Yeah, DeSantis. It's a commercial that's supposed to be talking about how shitty it is in, in Florida because they don't force people to wear masks. And they're not. And I'm like, must, I'm like must be rough. The, these people <laughs> be are, rough. this is the negative. It was, it was so fucking crazy. I couldn't believe that was the slam campaign. Um, yeah. uh, so, so how did you, how did you find CrossFit Adrian? Okay, I know so I've heard I was, this story, but I just can't remember. Yeah, I was, um, it's like, it's like 2004 and Kim, my wife had gone out of town. She was, uh, it was basically like a death in a family type scenario. Um, somebody on her side of the family was on the way out. And so she had to go and deal with that. Um, and I was left to my own devices for a few days and I came across, uh, I think it was the, what is fitness article i don't even know if it was the the crossfit main site um and i read that and i was like holy crap this is this is awesome you know and it it just really gelled a lot of really like little strands in my head that i think had kind of started to worm their way in but didn't have any really good expression uh and so i read that because i had bounced around between a lot of different fitness sites at the time and like some kind of fringe things and some mainstream things and you know, there's people. What browser? What browser were you using in 2004? Oh, dude, I don't even like, know. Like AOL or some shit. Were you on? What kind of computer were you on? It was definitely like one of those with the full keyboard and the huge monitor. That's like, you know, way too big. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the tower. The big. Do you remember the big tower? <laughs> so yeah, one of those. Uh, anyway, like, so I read different blogs about fitness and different websites, and there's always like people that had decent ideas, but they couldn't tie them together. And that what is fitness article was the first time where I was like, yeah, this is it. Like, this is really, this is kind of the unifying theory of like what it means to, to actually move the needle with your fitness. 
this is really cool. And so I started digging in and I dabbled with some workouts off the main site. Yeah, at the time I was living in San Francisco, I had I had like a kettlebell and a door jam pull-up bar. And so I just mess around with what I could. And then I found a, a guy on the you remember the old CrossFit message board? Yes. Yeah. So I, Greg I had my loved buddy, that Sean. Thing. Yeah, dude. So I, I met my friend Sean. Shout out Sean Pizel, a friend to my, to this day. Just just had been wow. with him a couple weeks ago. And uh, he and I, we were convinced we were the only people in San Francisco doing this thing, you know. And we would meet up in in Golden Gate Park of all things. How about that? I met this dude on the internet to meet up in Golden Gate Park with him. Scary. <laughs> Take that for you. And, and we would just like do what we could with what we had. Um, and then fast forward to 2006, I took my level one, uh, in February of 2006 in Santa Cruz and Greg, Greg talked yeah, the whole was, thing. That's right. It was the last three day level one. And I came to find out later on that, that, uh, Dave was at that level one and Pat Sherwood is at that level one. There's a couple other like wow. people that went on to be kind of prominent in the scene that were also there. I didn't know him at the time, you know, I didn't know him from anybody. Um, so that was cool. Uh, yeah. And then started coaching at San Francisco CrossFit almost immediately after that. Um, and then by 2007, uh, I started to help out with the level ones, uh, that were going on. And so by the end of 2007, I was kind of, a recurring on the seminar. And you were, and you were on the website a lot. That was like when everyone would go to watch the videos and there was a ton of videos coming out of uh, San Francisco CrossFit, obviously with you in it. And you, you were kind of like, you, you were the first person outside of the city. You and Kelly were, were the first people I think outside of the Santa Cruz, um, gym to sort of get some, some internet's fame. Yeah. And I think we had the benefit of being close enough, like striking distance that you could like, but kind of far enough out that it, it had a different look and feel, you know what I mean? Yeah, totally. And you were doing, you were doing fun stuff. Uh, yeah. Mars, you're on with Adrian Bozeman. Hi, Adrian. Hi, Stefan. How you guys doing? Hey, what's up, dude? I'm great, man. Not a lot. Hey, great. Adrian, big fan. I listen to you on Very Not Random, and I think between you and Sherwood, I could just about get a level one equivalent just on the sheer amount of free content you guys put out there. Oh, thanks, man. Appreciate that. Uh, yeah. Um, I just, do you have like any specific tips for people working out on their own in their garage? Because I, for example, sometimes I'm I get pretty self conscious about my form, and uh, yep. Yeah, wear a mask, Mars. Wear a mask. Wear a mask when you're working out in your garage. That helps. I got got like a a fishnet mask, Savon. Is that what you're talking about? Yes, yes. Put on two two condoms, a diaper, and a mask, and you should be set. All the safety, you should be safe from everything. That's well, good. Yeah, I don't want my beard hair. I don't want beard hair to fall on my barbell or anything. So that'll help a lot. That's good. Uh, but, but I guess I, I can talk about my form. So I guess what are some tips, some things I can do? Because for example, I know, you know, Smith Brothers. Uh, I don't know. I've heard that they kind of started on their own, and I, you know, he has really great form. And I just, uh, yeah, I'm curious how you could emulate something like that. Yeah, most. I mean, most of us did back in the day. We kind of self-taught a lot of that stuff. It just wasn't possible to do it any other way. So I think number one is to recognize that to get good at anything, you have to go through a necessary process of like being not so good for a long time, and that's okay. 
and uh, it's a myth where people you see people uh, that do every rep that looks flawless. Like nobody does that. So don't sweat it when it's not perfect. But find what I would do is find somebody, especially now because they're everywhere. Find somebody who's got like a similar build to you in terms of like if you're tall or short or like long arms or whatever. Try to find somebody who's like kind of close to that. And then just lurk on their material and just look at how they move and what their positions look like. And just have that in the forefront of your mind when you're going through your workout in your garage. Um, and then I think, you know, the other thing that you can do that's huge these days, like everybody's got a video camera in their pocket. So just don't don't video your whole session and then go back and spend an hour. That's a waste of time. But take five minutes when you're warming up or like you're getting you know, to some, some good lifting or whatever, and just watch those lifts back. And it doesn't have to be in the moment that can be helpful too, but later, you know, you've done the workout, you got five minutes, you wait for the bus or I don't know, pull it out and just kind of objectively look at how you're doing and compare it back to that body that you found that kind of mirrors your own. I think that's a really easy way to start doing it. And then, you know, again, have the long game in mind. It takes a long time and a lot of reps to really get good at some of this stuff. And then Mars, I mean, if, if you, the, the truth is, is if you get really good at it, then you can go to barbelljobs.com and find a vocation to teach others. I'm just, I'm just saying. Thank you. Yeah, is that, is that like a sponsor or something, Savon? No, tell, no, tell no, no. Why do people keep saying that? I'm not a whore. I, I would never take. I don't take this, uh, sponsorship. This is this is ludicrous. Yeah. All right. Well, I just thought I really had. I really appreciate the content you put out, and I follow you and Sherwood pretty closely, so I really appreciate it. Cool. Man. Well, hey, good luck with the, with the training. All right. Hey, Savon. Uh, see you guys L later, man. Thanks All for coming. Right, man. Have a good one. Bye. Oh, look like, at that. We got the what was he, plug. swimming in a pool? Well, uh, what is this, Adrian? I don't know about this. What is this thing? Yeah, Pat and I, about a year ago, um, uh, uh, let me think. How did it start? Um, like, I know Mo and Jonathan from Beyond the Whiteboard. I've known them yes. for a long time. Yep, yep. And um, they wanted to have some more stuff uh, available to them. And... Uh, Pat at the time was was starting to work with them and they were basically like, Hey, you guys want to do a podcast? And I was like, what do I have to do? <laughs> and they're like talking to this camera and then put it on uh, a Google drive. And I was like, that's it. If that's all I have to do, I'm in. <laughs> so, so uh, yeah, Pat and I once, uh, once or twice a week, we'll get together and we'll record some stuff and uh, we'll release like one episode a week. We're, we're not, we're not at your level. Sevon. we can't, we can't keep up with that kind of, Look at all pace. these five-star reviews. Pat and Adrian are so um, easy to listen to. They drop knowledge, share entertainment, insightful stories, and emphasize the similar foundational ideas that so many people ignore or forget. Oh, we've already covered yeah, that. We covered that comment in this show. I, my show's already covered. You don't need to listen to this this Sherwood Adrian show. We already covered that whole shit in the first 30 seconds of this show. It's true. It's true. But yeah, man, we just try to pick like one topic that's like pretty – I'll give you a, like a like an easy example. Okay, you're programming. Do you weightlift and then do something after that or not? And we just talk about that for a while and hash that out because there's so many things like that where people haven't been exposed to it or it's gotten lost along the way or whatever. And it just kind of like like Matt's uh, reading of the journal article. 
uh, stuff, like just kind of bringing some of those ideas back to the forefront. I think that's the goal. Are you guys consistent? Yeah. 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 We, uh, we, like I said, we, we, we record, uh, once a week at a minimum, sometimes more. And then we, we release a show every week and that's where we're at for now. You had no one star um, reviews. I, you you had thirty eight five star reviews. Look at my oh, little wow. line so here. I, don't even I got look some. At that. Uh, yeah, I've n- I've never actually been. Um, let me well, read some hey, of these one star. The nice part. Yeah. Is, sorry to cut you off, man. Is no, like, go ahead. It's it's a super fun project, but I don't I don't know how many views we get. I don't follow any of that. I don't worry about reviews. It's just I just do it, and then that's it. So it's kind of not refreshing. me. I spent I spent two hours um, doing the show every day, and then six hours mulling over uh, reviews and comments. <laughs> Some um, guy called you an asshole on the internet. <laughs> uh, stink, this show stinks like hot garbage on July afternoon in Florida. <laughs> Wait, that's, that was, that's a review that we got. Yeah, no, that's a review. Yeah, that, no, no. Yours are all five star. I've, oh. I only talk about myself. I've already. I've already. I read one of yours. It was. It was like. No one wants to hear good reviews. That's boring. I kind of um, wish that was well. You had me my hopes up. I thought that was one for us. So I was like, that'd be great. <laughs> Someone talks too much and asks leading questions. True. Oftentimes talks over his guests. Often interrupts them. But all very true. Does not give Brian a chance to ask questions. Uh, okay, it's fair, fair, fair. Sometimes does not set up topic, and you might get lost if you don't know what's going on in the CrossFit space. Very true. Uh, love the guests that are on. Loves Brian's questions, like what Sevon does in general. Just wish Sevon wasn't talking eighty percent of the podcast. Yeah, this podcast, that podcast, isn't for you then. Oh, I wish there were more. I, I'd give it a five star rating, but the constant loss of audio during. Oh yeah, we got this. We had some. What software do you use, Adrian? For what? For your podcast? Uh, none. I mean, like literally I set up a camera. It's all pre-recorded, right? So we don't do anything live or at least we haven't yet. So we, um, we Dude, set up your a show camera. would be huge live. You should do it live. People would love to call and talk to you and Pat. Sorry, go ahead. See, I just I mean, interrupted yeah, you fun. and talked over you. Okay. I'm, not, on, I'm not opposed to that. I just don't know that. I just don't, we just haven't done it and I don't know how, but we, uh, I, like I set up a camera, I have headphones in a little like lab mic. And then I, when we're done, I upload those files from the camera and the the um, mic to a Google Drive, and then be on the whiteboard. Uh, they take it from there. So, I mean, I really don't do any software. Sometimes, if we like, we've had a guest a few times, and we'll just do it over Zoom, and we'll record the Zoom recording, and then we have the independent uh, footage from Pat and myself, and the audio from Pat and myself, and then between all of that, they figure out a way to put it together but i don't have anything to do with that so i don't really know that's awesome yeah yeah it is and you enjoy it yeah it's super fun it's you know it's 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 kind of nice because i like i think about this a lot man i've gone from my whole life was coaching and doing this stuff and i've kind of progressively stepped further and further away from that as it's super weird to say but like my career has pulled me in a different direction you know so like i stopped coaching like hardcore in 2012 and I had a garage gym when I lived in Oakland where I would have, you know, just some friends come over two, three times a week. And it was kind of like a free class type scenario, mostly just like a workout with friends. So I did some coaching there, but nothing really in depth. 
Um, but I still work in level ones until 2018. And since then, it's like, I don't really have an outlet for that. I don't really get a chance to talk about some of this stuff as much as I used to. Um, so it's a cool outlet for that to kind of go back in the, in the memory logs and kind of keep a hand in with it. So yeah, it's fun. When I say to you, um, the biggest whiner of all the CrossFit Games athletes that you ever had to deal with. Does a name just pop in your head? Biggest whiner. Uh, no, so no one just popped up right away. You're not like, yeah, this motherfucker. No, man. I mean, I don't know that you can be like a real whiner and exist on a professional level in CrossFit. Like, it's too hard. Like, how are you going to show up and grind yourself out there's not someone like who's after every event is like hey adrian my judge sucks hey adrian i got cheat short there's not there's just not i mean obviously there's people who do that but not every event no i no definitely not i I would say there's some more high maintenance people than others for sure but like whiners nah um I'm trying to think who it was who I was interviewing. Was it Noah? It was. It was. It was at the games this year. It was a. It was. Um. It was an event that was indoors. It's funny, even though I watched it on TV, I feel like I was there. Um. It. It was. It was an event where maybe it was Lazar Jukic, and he was jump yeah. roping. It was. Was it a jump? Was there a jump rope pegboard event? There was. Yeah, and he got um a hard call in that event. He's such yeah, what a happened? dude, though. He. He is such a dude. <laughs> I love that guy. He's, I mean, I don't know him that well, but he, uh, he, uh, I, every interaction I had with him was great. So yeah. He, me and you and got, him would have fun together. We are definitely, yeah, the three of us would so bro out. Yep. Yeah, man. Yeah. Him and his brother just seemed like great, great guys. Um, so, so, so what happened there? Cause I, I think I had him on the show and he was, yeah. uh, the, the reason why that one stands out to me is, um, Basically, he felt like he had done extra reps, and yeah, I, I think, think that those I, extra reps would have made it. If he's if he's accurate, he would have actually beat Cole Sager and won that event. So it's, a, it's a, that one was stuck out in my head. Yeah, that was his claim, and so we, you know, he did. I think in the one of the first rounds, he had to do an extra double under, and he got called back to do it. So he lost a few seconds to do that. And then in the rounds after that, he intentionally did an extra so that his like anticipating that his judge oh. was going to make him do one. Okay. And uh, and so, you know, his claim was like, "Hey, I did this extra; it cost me time." And we're like, "Yes, that is true. It did happen that way." Um, but was it enough time to put him ahead of, of of Cole? No. And so, you know, his score stood. It's kind of one of those crappy situations where you're like, "Yeah, you're right. That was a mistake," but the outcome isn't going to change. And so, you know, even if it would have though, you do you go back or is that just, Hey, that's just part of the game. You got the judges make mistakes too. And we, we have in the past. I, absolutely. Like we, we'll, we'll try to make things right. Like if it's clearly an error and it clearly would have resulted in somebody being in a different spot than they, than they ended up, then yeah, we'll, we'll make it right. But when it's speculative, like I could have gotten further at the end of the day, it's like, well, Maybe, but you also might have tripped on, you know, uh, around. You might you might not have been as fast as you thought you were in the moment, which is what ended up happening in this case. Like those seconds that he got wouldn't have translated into enough reps to, you know, pass Cole. Um, 
I always hear the but, stories uh, from the athletes. Go ahead, go ahead. But I'll say, I'll say in his in his defense, man, he was so cool about the whole thing. Like he was disappointed. He, it wasn't the answer he wanted, you know. But he got over it super quick. The next time I saw him, he was super gracious about it. Yeah, you know, he even like made a little joke at me later. You know, he's like, "Yeah, you owe me one for next year." You know. I was like, oh, this is great. Like, that's how you react to something like that. Like, it's a bummer for him. I get it. You know, it's not what he wants. But he was able to, like, put put it out of mind. And that's that. And uh, I think that's, like, really important for people that want to compete at that level. Because you can see some people in a situation like that. Like, they're going to – this going to stick in their brain. And then it's going to affect whatever happens next. And, you know, they're going to spend a whole season ruminating on it. And it's like, man, that's just a blocker for the other things that you need to be doing. You got to let that shit go, you know? Um, anyway. There, 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 was an, there was an event in Carson. <clears throat> I don't remember what machine it was. I don't know if it was uh, an assault bike or a rower. But basically, Camille was on it. Oh, and yeah. Yeah, I remember that. And, it was a rower. And, and Travis mm-hmm. Bajant was out there doing the commentating and, and, and I don't remember my I don't I don't know if I'm remembering this right, but basically her rower went turned off. Yeah, the while monitor she was failed. Mi- I think it was uh, you know how hot it used to get out there. Yep. I think it just oh. fried the monitor. That's interesting. The I was going to say I've think, never seen I've never ever seen a single problem on a concept two, but that's interesting. Yeah, that's, it, was, it was 130 degrees on the floor there because I remember the guy pointing yeah. the gun at the floor. Yep. That's the only no. That there is only one other time that I've seen a C two device that that failed during competition. That's it. Out of the hundred, probably thousands of times that those machines have been put through the test, like they're so good. I can't say the same for some of the other equipment that we've used. So, <laughs> so, so she's on that rower and she starts crying. And as I and, and fix the story after yeah. I, I I fuck it up, and Travis comes over to her while he's also doing the live, um, you know, announcing in the stadium, and says to her, "Hey," which I thought was fucking a crazy move on his part, bold, good, bad, and bold, all all three, <laughs> and that says, "Hey, Travis, really well, doesn't it? I mean, yeah, I love that." Dude. He says, <laughs> "He says, yo, listen, when I tell you to get off the rower, get off the rower and move to the next implement." <laughs> And he sees a couple people get off their rowers. And he's like, go. <laughs> and I'm like, is that what happened? I mean, I was there. That's how I remember it. But I just think that's so funny. I mean, I, and I'm okay with it. Like, yeah. What, what are you going to do? Yeah. You know, I, I got to be honest. It's been a lot. That was what? 2012, 2013. Long like time that. ago. Yeah. And I honestly don't remember exactly how that went down. I definitely remember that the monitor died. She was like through no fault of her own. Like what a crappy place to be, you know. So not not her final event. No, no, not at all. And you know, you're in the middle of it, the stressful competition. It's at the end, and that's the hand you get dealt. Like that sucks. Um, So I don't remember exactly the resolution. I I remember at regionals a few years later, we had something similar where uh, like it was actually a mechanical failure, but we had one close, and we were able to just swap out really quickly. Uh-huh. And we had a pretty good sense of where he was when he hopped off and like where he would have been if he had kept rowing at that pace. And so we just estimated and let him run with it. Do you remember um, who that was that happened to? Uh, it was, um, 
Johnny Medina, I think. You remember that oh, guy? Oh, shit. Yeah, Young you kid, know yeah. what's crazy? I just started following him on Instagram. I saw him in Stockton at a jiu-jitsu tournament last oh, month. Cool. And he was he was with his new baby, and he's and so I started following oh, Instagram, great. and he's a skateboard instructor. Oh, that's awesome! I you know, I know. Man, I, he's a great. I, I'll dude. say what a cool kid, but I guess he's probably yeah. not a kid anymore. So. Yeah, grown ass <laughs> man now. Yep. He was he was always so fun to watch. Like what a, what a cool competitor, you know, and what a great story. Like his whole family. Anyway, um, I, I'm pretty sure it was him at regionals. But back to Camille. I don't remember how we resolved that. I like in my mind, I have that regionals experience and I'm like, oh yeah, we swapped out the rower and she, but I don't think that's actually what happened. I think what is more likely is exactly what Travis said is that we, you know, kind of estimated like when she's, she's going to move on. And, and that was that. Um, I honestly don't remember. Stefan Jeremiah just commented, Hey, Sevon finally made it. That's awesome. You talked to your mom, Stefan. Sorry. I would have loved to have broken the news to you. Face to face. Um, uh, oh, geez, not to not to not to harp on Camille. The the the, the yeah. craziest incident that I ever saw, and and what's funny is, is like I didn't even really see the incident, <laughs> but I saw the I was there for the aftermath, and basically it was some sort of snatch event. And, oh, I remember that one well. Yeah, and then when when it was over, she came under the stadium. And she sat underneath a quote by who? Who is that coach of the league? Oh the, yeah, uh, it might have been of the yeah at this at the StubHub they had a bunch of those right like kind of yeah it was a quote from the guy who was the head basketball coach at UCLA, super famous dude John Wooden, is that a guy? I believe it. That's or is if that you told me that I would I would say sure, but I, I, I don't, don't really know sports and sports history that well. Anyway, the quote is something like, you show your true character not in your highs, but your lows. Oh, it, Colin says, wouldn't. And, and, it, and, it's, she's, and she's sitting under it, and she's having a complete fucking meltdown. And Michael Dalton goes over to film her, and she says, hey, get the fuck away from me. Basically, I'm paraphrasing. Uh, I don't and then so that. another filmer goes over to her, and she's like, get away from me. So they come over to me, and they're like, Sevon, you got to go talk to Camille. Europe. I'm like, well, why don't you guys talk to her? They're like, because they told us to get the fuck away. So I go over there, uh, no. and I basically film her. And, you know, part, part of it was like, in in all fairness, like it, it, I didn't plan to say this, but it was borderline inappropriate that I filmed her. But it was my job. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, imagine if your job was to um, uh, for the police department to spy on people through their windows, and you were spying on people, and, and they were like naked, and you know you shouldn't be doing it, but it's your job. It was it was kind of like that. It was like it was inappropriate to be putting a camera in her face at this time, but. But it was also my job. It's what I did. I filmed the behind the scenes. Yeah. I was fucking good at it. I was fucking obsessed with it. And yeah, so sure. I, I film her and I talk to her and she has this complete fucking meltdown and says all of this really crazy shit, inappropriate shit. I'm slamming you, slamming the crowds. Just, just, she came unhinged. Mm -hmm. Anyway, and so um, later when I get back to my hotel room that night, I have an, I don't remember if it's an email. It's an email. I have an email from her. And it okay. CC'd the lawyers at CrossFit and Nicole Carroll and some other people. And it basically okay. is like, hey, you better not show that footage of me because that's wow. not really who I am. And I'm yeah, thinking to sure. myself – and, of course, I'm just antagonized. It's like she could have just texted me or something and been like, yo, please don't yeah. show that. But you know what I mean? Because she drugged mommy and daddy into it, and it was like that's not who I, I – I just fucking got really like defensive. I, it, it made me want to put it in. 
Do you know what I mean? Well, I mean, it sounds like she was in that moment defensive and, you know, she was just trying, she was obviously trying to protect her, her reputation. Yeah, sure. Well, and And I don't blame, and I'm not blaming her either. I'm not blaming her either for that. I'm not blaming her for that. I mean, I wouldn't want that that footage coming out either. But I think, I think like to be charitable to the athletes in, in those types of situations, it's like, yeah, man, it is a, it's a pressure cooker. It's a highly emotional place. Like there's a lot of stress. You've trained for years to get to this spot. You know, you're putting a lot of pressure on yourself. There's expectations. Things don't always go your way. Like I get it, you know, like there's been plenty of things said to me in the moment that it's like, you just have to accept it for what it is. It's just, it's just that moment. It doesn't, doesn't mean much beyond that. So has anyone called you a cunt? Nope. Not, not in anything other than, <laughs> well, then you just. haven't coached in Australia. <laughs> then you haven't judged in Australia. Well, I was just, just going to say like the Aussies. Sure. But that's because uh, you know, it's a term of endearment. <laughs> <It's not laughs> Great call. You cunt. <laughs> hey, isn't that funny? They, they live their whole life upside down on the other side of the earth. And, 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 and they even have the word, the most offensive word in the English language is something positive there. You got to love them. Everything is backwards in Australia. Ah, <laughs> oh, dude. Yeah. But do you, no, do I, you have I, to, I, you know, honestly, man, I don't get a lot of heat. Like there's definitely charged emotions, but people are pretty civil to me. And I think a lot of that's kind of a filter too. It's like, I do like, I do have a position of authority if you want to call it that. And so it's not going to be. I think people understand it's like, it's not useful for them to totally go off on me. It's not that I'll be vindictive or anything like that, but it's like, you know, if you're going to, if you're going to chew out the principle, it's probably not going to help you that much. You know, <laughs> so, you know what's funny that you I say that is I, I from my perspective and, and I think yours is more accurate and right. I know it is from my perspective, you do get a lot of heat, but I'm, I, but my job, I was hanging with the, um, 80 or a hundred people all week that you, um, yeah. were judging. So when you weren't around, it'd be sure. like, fu- it was always like fucking boss doesn't even care. I tried to approach boss isn't even <laughs> fucking listening. I mean, I would hear it every, you know, not yeah. every event, but at least if, if it was a seven, seven day event, I would hear it at least once a day. I fucking told yeah. boss, my coach went over to boss. My mom went over to boss. I had the guy who sells coffee <laughs> go over to boss and he just won't listen. And I'm like, yeah. holy shit. <laughs> you know, like, Boz is a dick. He won't even listen. They sent the coffee guy over and Boz won't listen to him. You know? <laughs> no. What does that guy know? Why would I listen to him? <laughs> <laughs> because they sent him over while he was serving coffee. He saw that, that uh, uh, Lucas Parker actually did 22 box jumps. <laughs> <laughs> well, and Hey man, I'll say over the years that like, I've, I feel like I've, I and we have gotten better about, it's not that I was never not listening or not willing to hear somebody out or whatever, but I think in a lot of the early days in those events, like there, like there was no time. Do you know what I mean? Like there was no time between events. There was no time to, to like prep as much as you wanted. There was no time to get in the right spot. It was just go, 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 go. And so if something wasn't going to change, it's almost like a shorthand to be like, look, like, okay, you can tell me the story again, but we've already moved past this and, and it's not going to be any difference. So let's just all move on. And so I could see where that would come off as not caring or whatever. And, and I feel like now that we've got a better handle on how to run these events, 
like there is more time to hear people out there is more time to and, and a lot of times i think that's what people want is they just want to hear like they just want to know that their side has been heard and considered even if the outcome isn't going to change so i think we've gotten better about that I'm curious to Boz's involvement in games testing, demo team relationships. Is he at the ranch physically, virtually as tests are developed? Yes. Yeah, I go to the ranch a couple times a year. It's super fun. That's one of my favorite parts of the year is to go and, and be part of that process. Um, when I, The times I've always been there when there's testing, Boz is always there and there is a ton um, I, I don't see, I, I don't have any memories of Boz, even though the demo team is there, they almost, um, exclusively, uh, deal with Dave, but, um, the second workouts are done or during them, it's basically imagine two dudes sitting in director's chairs and it's Boz and Dave and they just will chat. Like Dave will be like, does that look too heavy to you? Boz will be like, no. And then Dave will be like, well, don't you think that transition should be faster? And then Boz will be like, yeah, probably won and lost there. And, the, and there's just this constant, I feel like chatter, between them um and then yeah, when the workouts are over they let the demo t- then there's uh, there's just so much feedback everyone's always like yeah for sure yeah and to dave's credit like he's definitely expanded that circle quite a bit like i think in the early days he you know he was not as interested in hearing from too many people about those types of of things but now it's like he's definitely willing to hear like he wants to know the demo team's experience he's there's other people that are like kind of core members of the team that he'll ask for input. So he, I think he's gotten larger in, in who he wants to hear from with that process. And um, I'll also say this about Dave, and there's probably two, I mean, there's a few other people who know this as well as Adrian and I, but you can have some really intense fights with Dave. And, I've never had an intense fight. What are you talking about? <laughs> and, 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 and it's okay. And it's okay. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Adrian and I have both had like, <laughs> we're like people, we have to walk away that we, um, people hanging up on the phone. Like it's okay to fight with Dave. I'm sure Nicole Carroll has had it when she worked with Dave, I'm sure they fucking brawl, but Dave's the kind of person. Um, it's part of the, it's, it's part of it. Yeah, well, Dis- and, disagreeing and fighting is okay because because sure. he respects he respects us and we respect him. It's just like, all right, yep, yeah. He doesn't it's, fight. It's, he doesn't fight fair, but 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 he but he fights. <laughs> I tell this What's motherfucker, you bring a gun to What's a knife fight, asshole. Oh, he just will go nuclear <laughs> on you. Oh man, you're I, arguing I, about I if that's the- a turkey hulch or a red tail hawk, and he's like, your mom's a whore. Like what? No, he doesn't say that, but you know what I mean? Dave does not talk like that, by the way, but this is true. I think one of the funny things about Dave is like people, you know, he's like, if you've ever had emails from Dave, they're always like three words. If you get a full sentence with a period, you like consider yourself lucky kind of thing, you know? And, uh, I remember early days on the seminar team, people would be like, man, I just don't know if Dave likes me or, or, you know, if, if I did a good job or whatever, and I'd have to stop him and say, look, do you think that if you're doing something poorly, like Dave would hold back and reserved about that? You don't think he'd know if you were doing something that he didn't like or that, that wasn't up to snuff? Come on, man. You'd know about that immediately. It's like if, if you haven't heard from him, it's because you haven't heard from him. That's it. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like there's, you don't have to read between the lines. And I always thought that was refreshing. It's like there's no hidden agenda. Like right? You know exactly where you stand. 
And I can't say that about too many people, you know? Right. They'll wait till you're gone and start telling people around you. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, were you there when Taylor Self dropped the um, – dropped the – I was three feet away from him. <laughs> so you like, saw that? Oh, man. I was right next to him pretty much. It was I'm terrible. Telling... I felt so bad for him. So – let me build it up a little bit and then please tell me what happened. So this guy was on the podcast and he's like, Hey, I, I really want to be on the demo team. And I was like, okay, cool. Yeah. So I was like, all you got to do is just DM Dave and just, just tell him how you're there to serve and you will never back down. And you, but you know, just give him your resume about how you're the hardest worker in the world. And he goes, okay. And he's so fucking pumped and he flies out from, I don't know, North Carolina, North Carolina. Fuck he's yeah. from all the way yeah, to the yeah, West yeah. Coast. And then Dave calls me and goes, hey, that fucking dude you fucking told me to give a shot fucking is going home. I'm like, what happened? He goes, he got folded in half underneath the underneath the, underneath the, underneath the, the pig, yes. And when Dave said that folded in half, I, I seriously could not That's stop That's literally laughing. what happened. It was, I, I was just picturing like a shirt getting folded and pressed. <laughs> Okay, I mean, so and I told Taylor that he's like fuck you and he's just like yelling at me. Ah, <laughs> oh, that poor guy. I felt so bad for him. I mean, you know, he shows up, he's so eager. You know, he just missed qualifying. He's obviously a badass. And uh it was like the first test of the day kind of thing. <clears throat> and we had this turf strip that we were doing the pig flips on. Yeah, he is the, a badass, know, right? Like the other athletes were oh, excited yeah. even to meet him, right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, the dude's, he's the real deal. And uh, we had this, so there's like a hard pack kind of sandy, arid, you know, Northern California ranch floor, ground, I guess you could say. And on top of that, we had this um, turf strip that was, I don't know, four feet wide and ran the length of what we had mocked up as the field. And that's what we were flipping the pig on. And he got a little overzealous and he was kind of half on half off the turf like one of his feet was on the hard pack dirt and he went to flip and it just like cartoon style just kicked out from from the side of him and he basically did the splits and then had the pig <laughs> land on top of him oh my and, fold, God. Uh, and fold him in half like it was it was scary to watch you know and i mean testament to number one his toughness and his physical preparation that he didn't get hurt like i think a normal person would still be walking funny from that you know what i mean it's not like totally broken uh, but he's a fit so does guy. he have his so, hands on his head when it's like that like is he like this it's like a cartoon uh, it happened so quick i mean it was i don't remember where his hands were when it when it hit him but yeah i mean it, it was bad god so, i wish i would have if i, if I would have been there i would have filmed that shit but he basically <laughs> had like a strain you know he like strained <laughs> his hamstring whereas a normal and, if it were me i would be crippled you know <laughs> how did who, who who took the pig off of him when it was smushing him it was kind of a team effort like when it when it happened and we were like oh man like you know you have that kind of moment when something bad happens where you're like you know <gasps> for sure the, yeah the extent of it and as soon as it was clear it's like oh this is bad like you know everybody that was there kind of rushed in and just flipped it off of him did he, did you, do you remember him giving like an audible gasp or anything? No, I, I don't remember that. I'm, what I remember is the sound of his foot slipping on the dirt, you know, like that yeah. kind of skid. <sighs> well, I, yeah. uh, and, 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 Taylor, and hey, another, another testament to his toughness 
is like he got up and like was trying to shake it off and like he was considering whether he should like keep going and we were like no dude you should not <laughs> like just <laughs> uh, well he, uh, there's plenty of opportunities over at barbelljobs.com what if i'm saying that sponsor's <laughs> name wrong what if it's uh, how it's uh, say it? barbell jobs no, I just wanted to make sure it was right. Barbell Jobs. Yeah, Barbell Jobs. It's a biblical. Uh, Taylor, uh, yep. swing uh, while you're healing, you should uh, apply for a job at a local CrossFit affiliate and spread the lessons you've learned. He works at, at Hendel's place. You know that? Yeah. Yeah, I did know that. Man, poor Andy Hendel. Yeah, yeah. I think he's Is on the he... road to recovery, but. Oh, I'm so glad to hear that. Yeah. I'm so yeah. glad to hear that. Man, one of the nicest guys uh, I, I, in the 15 years I was with CrossFit, one of the most helpful, nicest, down-to-earth, real, loving. I mean, that's just some familial. Tough. Yeah, tough. Yeah, uh, yeah I picture Andy. it. At, go ahead. No, no, I was just going to say it's a, a, a huge legacy of like CrossFit on the East Coast. You know, like, He was one of the pioneers. Um, I picture a cartoon when they get flattened by an anvil. Yes. That's kind of how I accurate. That's how I picture it too. It's actually probably good. There's no video. Cause it's probably not as funny if you see the video. I don't know. It was pretty good. Uh, I mean like because <laughs> it's okay and it worked out, but it was it did not look good. Um, are, are there any movements that you dread, like any things that pop up at the games that you dread? Like you're like, oh, this we're going to have problems. Like, like oh, oh yeah. Uh, like these push-ups, like we are, there's going to be like. Yeah, push-ups are terrible. Four- there's a reason you don't see them. Push-ups are Tell always me. a nightmare. They're the cheater's favorite exercise. There's so many ways to game that. But, uh, yeah. Push-ups are bad. Yeah. Um, single leg squats, man. Pit- pistols? Yeah. Why? Listen, How hard is it to judge a pistol? Doesn't everyone bounce out to, of the Go ahead. It's 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 that people when they're standing up, they'll mm-hmm. put that uh non-working leg down right as they're extending instead of waiting until they finish. And so like when they oh. get in the rhythm like that, it's like it's always oh. a little bit early, like they're getting a little bit of assist. And then they don't understand why they're getting <laughs> wrapped and uh, you know, it's so What's the equip? There's the equivalent to that, like in repping push jerks, right? Yeah, yeah. When you start lowering early, hold on a sec. I gotta check the time. I gotta go here pretty quick. Where are you? Fortunately, I'm in a hotel in Scotts Valley. I'm I'm really surprised that the phone um isn't just ringing off the hook. I mean, there's a shit ton of viewers coming and going. I did a morning show the other day, a morning show the other day, and the fucking phone was just going off. I think people are scared of you. Hey, man, I'm I'm an intimidating guy. What can I say? <laughs> it must I, be the jujitsu. <laughs> I was told there are some athletes who who intentionally tell their judges they have more more reps than what they actually do to try to mess Hold with the judge's head. I don't think that's true. I don't think. Um, I don't think there's athletes. I mean, wouldn't wouldn't that be a waste of time to try to cheat? He's still here, people. We yeah. just can't see him. I just got to shoot a text out real quick. Okay, yeah. I'm back. Um, am I back? I can't see you guys. Now I can see you. 
No, you're not back. Oh, man, I think I blew it. Why? It's okay. We can still hear you. I'll keep you on just for this is the last Sorry, question. Man. I'll keep you on. Then I'll let you go. No, no, it's okay. You're good. Hey, so so tell me, um, why? Uh, look, I can make it a solo layout, and it's just you on the screen now. Just kidding. It's just black. Uh, so so do I, I do do you, do you go to that place? Like, hey, these athletes, like this athlete, is just trying to cheat. Oh shit! Maybe we lost the boss. Hey, boss. Okay, I, I removed him. I'll kick him off. Kick from the studio. Bam. Kick guest. Yep, gone. Device not connected. I can't kick him off because he's not connected. Kick from studio. Ban. Ban from studio. I don't want to ban him. Guys, hour and 15 minutes with the boss. That was like what happened with Volkanovsky. That's good company to be in. Let me check my text messages. Um, my mom just texted me. Would your boys like to come over for dinner or sleep over tomorrow night? Sure. Sure, mom. All right, guys. Well, that was fun. Uh, tomorrow we have Luke Parker. He is a training partner of Rich Froning. He's over at the Mayhem Empire. He's there with Haley Adams. Luz, 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 Jukic, Guy Malheros. I know I said that wrong. Uh, uh, Andrea Nisler. Who's the other girl? I'm forgetting someone, but you know, I'm trying to just show off. Uh, so anyway, he's coming on the show. It's going to be interesting. I did watch the entire season of The Bachelor, Bachelorette, whatever it's called, season 15. I would not recommend anyone watch that show. It's a fucking complete nightmare. It's it's bad for your brain. I honestly think that <clears throat> I honestly think that watching Pornhub shows more integrity, moral, and ethics than watching The Bachelor, The Bachelorette. And I'm not joking. I'm not saying that for dramatic effect or anything. But he will be on the show tomorrow, and I will share that with him. We'll also learn uh, what the definition of God and grace and heart and all those words that they use to describe, like, oh, by the grace of God. Oh, I feel our hearts are connected. I don't know any, what any of that stuff is. Maybe I'm a sociopath or a fucking autistic. I don't know. But, like, uh, Adrian. Um, uh, I'm glad I jumped back in for that. Sorry about that. I don't know what happened. <laughs> I was trying I was to send a text, and next thing you know. Uh, I was talking about question? So, I had a great answer. Um, uh, um, uh, um, I can't believe you have a podcast with Pat Sherwood and I didn't know, know it. What's the name of it again? Verified and legal. Yes. What is it? Very oh. not random. Very not random. Yeah. That's cool. Um, what, yeah, there was a question. What was the question? It was a, uh, let me see. It was, it was one I, I read. Uh, Richard we said we, push-ups are the hardest to judge. Um, oh yeah, we were talking about hard to judge things. I have a good boss story. Oh, but didn't and you, want you to were interrupt. talking. Okay, hold on. You wait, wait. You were talking about um, uh, athletes that like try to fake out their judges by telling them. Oh yes, yes. Do do athletes try to purposely cheat? It seems like a okay. So here's it, here's what I'll say about this: is that I think okay. there's different tiers of competition, and me being where I am with the sport and the organization like i don't i don't experience local competitions that often i don't experience some of the lower tier community competitions you know stuff like that bragger bragger no it's just the reality man you know so like when people get to the semifinal regional level and then the the big show it's like there's 
the, the amount of shenanigans I think drops off significantly because people know it's just not going to fly. And if you're, if you're invested in stuff like that, you've already lost, you know what I mean? Like if you think that's what it's going to take to beat Tia, like you lost, you, you're done. You might as well, you know what I mean? Like you don't have the mindset for it. So see you next year, I guess. How, how about that dude who one year made a video to try to qualify for the games and, and he, it was like Fran or something and he looped the thrusters. <laughs> you remember, remember that? that? Yeah, totally. Every year what during the, the open, we get, we get some stuff like that. <laughs> People are just like testing the system. You know? Oh good. I hope that's what it is. Like if I did something like that, it would be strictly to test the system. Okay. One, do you have time for one last call, Adrian? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do it. And then I got to go. Okay. Brandon, what's up, dude? You're on with Adrian. You're, 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 you get up, the last Bob? word today, buddy. Yeah, hey. no, along with what you were saying about the different levels of competition, I had the pleasure of judging the Central Regionals with you back in 2015. I'm fresh, oh, cool. new into CrossFit, owning the gym, just taking level one, and was like, hey, there's opportunity to go to Minnesota and judge Centrals. And so sitting there waiting to go judge, you know, all these elite level athletes. It was Brooke Wells when she won, Julie Fouché the year she ripped her Achilles off. Oh, Rich right. is there. I mean, it was a, it was an amazing regional and scared to death because I don't want to like screw up as a judge and sure. talking about like this local competition versus the level and these guys trying to get away with everything. And you said something that stuck with me forever. It was, if they do the rep 99% correct, it's 100% wrong. So we expect <laughs> perfection from them at this level. That there, there's no leniency. 1% not perfect is a no rep. And I thought that was pretty awesome. And so just wanted to just share that story. Asshole. It was super Asshole. Hey, man, not a lot of room at the top, Sevon. Well, hey, I'm glad it stuck with you. I remember saying that. Yeah. I do remember that regional, regional though. That was a good one. It was at the convention center, right? And I think Jason McDonald was with me. And maybe yeah, Jason Eric and Preston. Eric Peterson, Preston. Yeah, they were yeah. both there. Yeah. It was awesome. Hey, that regional was, was crazy. Adrian you, Adrian, you don't remember saying that? No, not at all. It's a fucking great line. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 99% correct is 100% wrong when it comes to CrossFit. <laughs> how about that so, form, do things correctly that's what that's i got right. out of it yeah brandon awesome. thank you well, great story thank y'all worth adrian coming back on for hey man have a good one later uh what are you doing today adrian are, are you are you at hq filming videos or what are you doing yeah we're doing um like a big movement library capture for awesome. the games so with the goal is, you know, like every time we do a stage of competition in the past, we've um, shot it before. So it would be like, okay, the open will go in, we'll shoot the stuff for the open, and then quarterfinals will roll around, we'll go shoot that stuff. And this year we were a little bit ahead of things, which is great. We got, you know, people that are kind of like myself, a great example. I was um, in doing other things in CrossFit. I had a lot of different hats on, and now my role has shifted to just games. So I can focus on that a little bit more. And we have a few other people on the team that have done the same thing. And so we're able to take this time after the games to plan a little more than we have for some of the back of house stuff like this. So we're going to create this big movement library and then we can just draw from that every time we have to build a competition instead of having to go and shoot it specifically. That's cool. 
Um, yeah. And then, and then will you have your secret meeting where you talk about which athletes to protect? Um, That's from, exactly uh, right. Which ones we're not going to drug test. Drug but, testing. <laughs> but shh, that's a big secret, so don't let that one out. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I was right, actually well, thinking. I, really I was go. actually okay. One last thing. I was actually. I, I, I was actually thinking the other day. It, you know, what would be really funny is, is if I mean, it wouldn't be funny. It'd be just nuts. Is let's say um, someone like Rich came out and just just to fuck with the games would be like, oh yes, they were protecting me for ten years. I pop positive every year, <laughs> and they've been totally. protecting me. I cannot tell uh, a lie. God I, is weighing heavy in my heart. What? The best part about that is like how good the secret would be because like I'd be totally oblivious. I'd be just as shocked as everybody else yeah. and be like, oh my God. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right, brother. Hey, man. Always a pleasure.